Sweet love. Yeah, I got to oh yeah, that's my shit. I listen to Sweet Love all the time. Yeah, we gonna we that's gonna. my shit. I I'm an old soul, so I listen to like all types of old music. And I mean, I love yeah, rap I, and shit. I, I, Lil Uzi Vert, that new that new Lil Uzi Vert, uh, Let's Rock. Yeah, I listen to that a lot because I I got a joke about that song when I first come on stage. But <laughs> if I'm like just vibing by myself and something like that. I'm either listening to like some smooth shit like Anita Baker, another pop, 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 pop song you might want to check out. It's not even a song to be. It's called Rooftop Summer uh-huh. by uh, E. Jones. That's one of I listen to that shit daily. That's like I don't want to like I don't want to say meditation music, but it's like yeah. just a song that puts you in like a good ass vibe. We're gonna ride. We're gonna ride out to that. We're gonna ride out. You e. said Jones. Rooftop, yeah, Rooftop Summer by Roof. E. Jones. That's like that's my shit. Yeah, that's we gonna close. It was out like with a that big. One. It was like a big song on TikTok for a while, and then uh, I mean for, on Instagram, and then I went and found it because I'm like, ah, oh, listen to this. This shit hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that sweet love, that's my shit though. All right, yeah, okay. I need to kill that. <laughs> if you if you're watching the YouTube, if you're watching us on Facebook, like, subscribe, share, follow, do all the Please. do all the good <clears throat> things. And if you're listening to us, you know you're listening to another episode of the Keep It Uplifting podcast, where I'm your host, Uplifting, and we always bring in the good news, but today... I got my man. Good news. Say what's up to the Yo, listeners, good, brother. Man. Thanks for having me on, man. Yo. This is dope, man. This is dope. I'm glad to be on here. Man, I, I really appreciate it. You know, we uh shout out to the boy Dodd. We we did a we yeah, did another podcast. Um the uh exchange, be sure to check that out. That's mm-hmm. everywhere dope as well. Podcast. And you know, I wanted you to come on the pod to because I see you making changes, right? Mm-hmm. But for the people that don't know you. Right. How did you get the name Good News? So the name Good News actually came from one of my frat brothers. Okay. Uh, back in 2006. Uh, I just I'm just a real positive person. I'm always talking positivity and um, being around my frat brothers in Ohio. Uh, big shout out to, to my big bro, Anton Stiff. He's the one that actually gave me that nickname. Yeah. But as I'm saying positive things on a constant, constant basis, he just used to start playing around and say, oh, here comes good brother, good news. Because <laughs> in our fraternity, when you address somebody, I'm a part of I'm a member of Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. So when you address a member, usually in a formal setting, you say, good brother Cardwell. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? That's my last name. Or good brother, whatever the person's uh-huh. last name is. So he just started calling me good brother, good news as yeah. a joke. And then he was saying it around just other people and girls and and people just started thinking my name was good news. <laughs> and it just it just literally stuck. And yeah. Then, um, yeah, man, I'm so appreciative of that because that's like really helped me build my brand today and, and shape, you know, who I've actually become today. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of your speaking of your brand, it, it's true. Indeed, it is good news. Mm-hmm. Like I hit you up. I asked you about the pod. I said, hey, man, I'm going to be in town. You said, oh, yeah. Come to the studio. Like the the energy was just, the energy was just crazy, man. But I'm in the studio. Uh How did the studio come about? Where did this, where did this all begin? Uh, So I've been in this studio for over uh, 12 years. Big shout out to McGuire Properties because they're a great, great people to work with. You know, they, they look out. But um, I had a situation where I had another studio. Unfortunately, some things were stolen out that studio. So I was like trying to find a new place. And, um, you know, God just puts me in this direction and um, I came in here, I found it, contacted the people. I was able to get in here immediately, and I've been in here ever since. And that was 2011. So you, so. this is what you do full-time, right? Photography? Yeah, photography is my passion. I love doing photography. I love creating for people. I love creating dope images and just showing people what's possible and how they can look. You know, So that's 
uh, that's something I just enjoy doing. I love that. I love that you said you're showing people what's possible because that's what we talk about on the podcast, right? Obviously, the name is Keep It Uplifting, right. but we share great stories of people who are just like you and me, regular people, mm-hmm. right, who are doing great things like yourself. Appreciate that. How'd you get into doing this full time? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people out here who are doing their job. Right. Right. And they're at work and they like they may like what they do, but they really have a passion for something, something else. else. How did you pursue that and well, make it into a full time gig for you? Personally, I utilize my job as a tool to get me to where I wanted to be with my passion. Uh-huh. So with um my last job that I've worked for somebody else, I worked for uh, Sutherland. Uh, Sutherland is like a call center. A yeah. lot of people in Rochester work there. It's like a rites of passage if you live in <laughs> Rochester to work at Sutherland. But um, I worked there. Uh, well, first of all, let's rewind a little bit. When I moved to Rochester in 2009, I have a bachelor's in psychology from okay. Hampton University. So I was trying to find a job within my major. And I had I was doing photography as a hobby at that point in time. And um, I liked it, though. I, I really did like doing photography. Um, but I just didn't have like the real knowledge and general knowledge of photography and how it worked. It was just, right. it was just a passion at that point. Right. So <clears throat> I mean, it was just a hobby at that point. So when, um, I was trying to find a job within my major and something I would like to do here in Rochester when I moved here, um, I wasn't able to and substitute teaching. They had like a long line and list for that. So, um, I started doing photography a little more to see if I can make some money with it. And I started making money with it. And it was like starting to be really dope. It yeah. was fun. Yeah. And then um, I ended up getting a job at Sutherland. And while I had my job at Sutherland, uh, I would bring my portfolio to work every day. I would bring my camera to work every day. I would just take pictures inside my cubicle and just, you know, play around my camera to kind of understand how it worked and learn it. Because at this point in 2009, I'm really still learning uh-huh. how to become a photographer. I'm still learning the camera, understanding the camera and like, you know, understanding lighting and yeah. like I'm really starting from the ground um ground zero so uh just help build my name like that I got I did some beautiful pictures of the city got them printed out donated them to Sutherland um they hung them up in the hallway so that was a, a good promotion for me and then um I was in like a tax season program there so when we're not gonna skip over that the tech what you did some work right I just want to uh, I gotta stop people because they just skip over the story sometimes right. but you did some work for free. Right. And then you donated the work, and then that even gave you some promotion, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, I just like, want to highlight that. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? It's, it's all about marketing. You know, when you first starting off and you're trying to gain opportunities, you know, money might not come as quickly as you want it to come because people <laughs> got to understand what are you capable of doing. Mm. And not only that, it's not about what you're capable of doing. You don't want to start getting paid for something and be messing it up. Too. Right. So um, I did a lot of free shoots when I first started, and, you know, the whole Sutherland thing with getting the pictures printed and I framed them and donated them. Uh-huh. Um, it was just, a, and I used to do that all the time, not just with Sutherland, but any businesses that I worked with, say if, if I did a photo shoot with them, I, it was a really you know good shoot. I might yeah. get something printed and give it to them as a marketing tool for myself because now when these pictures are hanging up, people are coming there asking who did it. Where can I get in contact with them? I like that. So it was like, that's a way I was able to gain business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just just a just a simple marketing tool, and um, after I did that, and the tax program was over at Sutherland, uh-huh. I was getting rehired into AT and T. But a lot of people were contacting me for about doing photo shoots, <laughs> so uh, I was kind of having a conversation with my mom. I'm like, "Mom, I don't know what to do. Um, they want me back at the job, but you know, I want to try this photography thing out. I think I could do it." She was like, "Well, you can always go back to Sutherland, 
um, you know, if you're going to take it seriously, I'll help you out oh, until man. we figure out, you know, until we see what happens yeah. and, you know, let's see what happens. You can always go back. So I said, okay, well, my mom's blessing. I just hit the ground running and I never looked back and I've been able to build what I have today. Beautiful, man. Shout out to all the good moms out yeah, there. Nice. <laughs> big shot. Big right, shot right, right. Man. But you, there was no fear there, was, like, outside of your mom saying, okay, go. What Was there anything else that sparked you to just take that leap of faith? Because people get scared, man, you know? I mean, honestly, it's coming from the situation that I already was in in Ohio. I mean, it really couldn't get, I don't want to say any worse, but um, to make a long story short, I was working for my, when I graduated from college, I went back home to work for my father's company, which we were the only black family to be in the stem cell banking industry. Uh-huh. My dad had been in, had owned this company for um, years, for years. Um, and it was doing really well. You know, my dad made millions of dollars and we, you know, the house we lived in the house, high school was 1.8 million. Like my dad was, you know, he wow. was a, a amazing entrepreneur, very smart. So, um, what ended up happening is, you know, he took the company public, after uh-huh. he took the company public, um, just people were just being greedy and they were trying to, you know, basically take his idea and take his baby from him. By the time he realized what was going on, um, a lot of things had been wrong with the company. Yeah. Make a long story short, I ended up losing my 75000 a year paycheck and I lost everything, my apartment, my car, got my car repossessed in front of all my friends. It was just in a very embarrassing situation. And um, I called my mom up. July of 2009, just like, yo, mom, things are going well here with dad. I just need to get a break. I can't take it anymore. She bought me a train ticket. I brought four outfits and my camera here to Rochester with me. Wow. And um, ended up not going back. But it became a blessing in disguise yeah. because being here, even though I didn't want to be here at that point in time, um, being here and then starting my photography business and just and then meeting all the people that I've been able to meet and then just having coming home or coming to Rochester at the right time where my little brother, Anthony, he kind of needed to be nurtured and pushed in the right direction, you know, in his life because he was just entering, you know, middle school and I was able to be here to help guide, you know, him. And I mean, I've always been in my little brother's life. That's like my son. But um, just being actually being here and being more hands on, I felt really helped um, with his growth. And I'm glad God did that so I could be a part of that. So that's kind of how it went. And when I got here, in terms of being scared, yeah. um, of course, of any new venture, you're going to be scared. But when you're thinking about not wanting to go back to a certain situation, it kind of right. takes the fear right. out right. of it a little bit. <laughs> right, and right. You just want to work and just move in a positive way and just not try to, you know, think about any of the negative stuff. Yeah. So, for you know, four outfits, a train ticket. You get here, you hustle up, right? The right. story sounds absolutely amazing. And then all of a sudden you just embark on this, right? That's just how it happened. Nah. Right? Everything was. <laughs> nah, I mean, it definitely took time. Like, I've been doing, I've been a professional photographer now since, you know, 2009. And, um, you know, it's it's gone. I mean, getting, like, now it seems like it went fast. But, I mean, you definitely have those bumps in the road. You know, yeah. your, those learning experiences, what to do, what not to do. You know, especially when you finally work with your first celebrity for the first time. And, you know. Not getting too scared. Are uh, you just going to throw that in there? Who you who you don't work with, man? Who do you uh, work with? with? Man, I've been blessed to work with a lot of amazing people, man. I work with Machine Gun Kelly, Carrie mm. Irvin, Rick Ross, wow. uh, Meek Mills, Joyner Lucas, Steph London. Um, yeah, man, you always be down to just, you're just a good dude, bro. <laughs> like, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> you're just like very genuine, too. It's just, just very easy going, man. In my mind, I just try to keep things simple, bro. And yeah. I just feel like, I know this might sound so, I don't want to say corny, but maybe corny, but 
like if everybody just do their part and just be a good person, the world would just be such a better place. Yeah. Like, you know, I know you're going to have shisty people. I know you're going to have those people, but it's like people always talk about like, you know, what do we need to make this world a better place? And shit, everybody just focus on being the best person they could possibly be. Yeah. It's simple. Like, it's just focus Damn. on yeah, being a good bro. person. Like, that's it's profound. Not, it's not that hard to do. Like, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. Like, like just like, you know, be a blessing so you can receive a blessing. Mm. Like, you know? Yeah. That's, I don't know, man. I, I'm i all about, I want to see everybody win. Like, I'm a type of, I got the mentality that it's like, it's enough out here for all of us. Like, Facts. you know what I'm saying? Facts, yes. And, and that's what we need. We need people. Like, we need, every, if everyone was like that, like you said, the world would be absolutely that's better place. And people tell me all the time, like, oh, Chris, you're too nice and you, you're doing too much and you don't, people, you let people take advantage of you. And I don't really think of it like that. It's just like, you know, sometimes I, I get, and sometimes I will get a situation where maybe I might get, you know, I, I, I go a little, I'm too, a little too friendly and somebody might try to take advantage of that. But for the majority of my life, I feel like, you know, being the person I am, the reason I've been able to get so far is because of being the person I am. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, I can't, I can't imagine not wanting to help people, not wanting to, you know, do the right thing or try to do the right thing. Do I, you know, am I the perfect, am I a perfect person? No, but you know, <clears throat> do I try to pe- treat people right as much as I possibly can? You know what I'm saying? Cause I want people to treat me right. I want people to treat my mom right. I want people to treat, you know, people that I'm with right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's well. like, you can't expect, like warming my heart, man. I'm trying, you're trying to like make me cry over here, nah, man. man. Nah, nah, that's, nah. A, that's dope, bro. This, this even, wasn't even part of the podcast. Yeah, I this know, is, but we gonna we keeping this though. <laughs> In case you guys didn't know, we we uh we had some camera malfunctions, but we are back. back. You know, we back. And uh, if you didn't hear it at all, play that part back. You gotta run that part back. Good news gave you some great great information. And he's just a he's just a blessing to the world, you know. We need more he's people alive, like man. him, you. you know. And I think that's the reason why you were even able to go from where you went to where you are now. To you know, working with Machine Gun Kelly, you mentioned Kyrie Irving. I saw you working with Fabulous. That's when yeah, I was like, "Yo, we gotta talk that, to him, yeah. Dodd." So, <laughs> tell me about like your first time actually working with an entertainer, a uh, a uh, uh, you know, a, a famous person, right. a, a influencer, all of these great, you know, titles that come with people who just work work really hard. How was that? Um, Matter of fact, Kyrie, you got to tell me how I was working with Kyrie. Kyrie, that, that was a really cool situation, man. Um, it was when he still played for Cleveland. Okay. And um, I used to do, I used to work with a company called PSD Underwear. I mean, they're super popular right now. It's a very big brand. I don't know if you heard of them or Ooh. seen them. But a lot of people wear uh, their briefs, like a lot of famous celebrities wear their briefs to uh-huh. say PSD on them. Okay. A lot of people don't know, but that PSD brand actually started in Rochester. So, um, and people don't even know what the PSD stands for. P- PSD stands for Pants Sagging Design. Big shout out to Kurt and... Um, Mike, they, they're the one that actually started. Their brothers are the one that actually uh, started the company. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I used to do, they used to have, like, shirts. And they, uh-huh. before they did briefs, they had shirts and, and all these other uh, things for their brand. Yeah. And I used to photograph the stuff for them. So I got a chance to photograph, like, Steve, when I first moved in here, I got a chance to photograph Stevie Johnson. And they used to, uh, the, the right receiver for the Bills. Uh-huh. And they had, at this time, this little kid has to be at least 20 years old. By the time he was, like, 10 or 11, uh, he was a black motocross 
uh, writer that was a part of PSD, and he was getting like some notoriety now. <clears throat> and then again, he has to be like twenty now. So, um, so getting a chance to work with you know PSD and, yeah. and um, that was really really dope. So the Kyrie Irving thing. So PSD, they started making a lot of headway. They started right. you know gaining some traction with the briefs, and um, I don't know exactly how they got into the the realm of the NBA. But they were able to get to Kyrie. Uh-huh. And Kyrie loved the brand. Kyrie became a part of the brand, and they had to photograph him. Right. And I was, you know, since I was close to, uh, you know, Ohio area because they're they're basically based out of L.A. now. They're not based out of uh, Rochester anymore. Okay. So I was the closest photographer to where Kyrie was. Um, you know, my boy Kurt was like, "Yo, let's bring you down there and you know photograph Kyrie." And that, and I got to go to his house, and yeah, it was it was a great great experience um were you nervous at all hell yeah i was very nervous <laughs> i mean Kyrie Irving. so i played basketball all my life so Kyrie is one of my favorite players um you know it was one of those things where it's like wow i'm in his house right like, this is crazy. yeah um he's right in front of me like this is <laughs> really crazy so i mean that was a humbling experience very 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 dope um yeah very i mean i, I was blessed to be in that situation so yeah you were also prepared, though. Yes, you know? I, was, I was prepared. Um, in my mind, I always feel like I could have did things better. I felt like because I was kind of a little starstruck a little bit, I felt like there were some things I, I, I could have did better at. But I was trying to move so fast to just get it done because I didn't want to, you know, be a bother or anything like that. But looking back on it now and wishing that, you know, because this was some years ago, wishing that, you know, seeing how I am now and having the experience that I have now, um, so there's a couple of things I would have changed and did differently, but it was an amazing experience. Anything major that you want to highlight? Uh, from like, as far as what you would have changed, like maybe controlling the situation or, um, not, like, not really controlling the situation, like noticing what they're actually wearing because he had on, uh, these shorts that were blue uh-huh. in the front, but white in the back. And uh-huh. I was shooting on a white background. So when he turned, I didn't, wasn't realizing that the, it wasn't showing the, um, the the line of the short where the short ended and stopped. So I right. was like, oh, I kind of had to like Photoshop that in and finesse it. So it was like one of those things I was like, next time pay more attention, you know, don't be so starstruck, you know, right. pay attention in the room, make sure you understand what's going on, not understand what's going on, but make sure you watch, you know, what's going on so you don't have to make any adjustments after the shoot. Because yeah. I, I feel like, you know, for a little bit, you know, that kind of affected my relationship with PSD and, um, now you know I miss working with them, but at the end of the day, it was a great opportunity. They still use the photos and everything like that, so that was cool. But just being a young photographer, that was probably one of the things I probably would have changed. And and I asked you about that, you know, because uh, and I talked to Dodd about this last night. People get into professions and they just want to start where you are because they see what you're doing, right? <laughs> and I asked them, and I'm asking you how. How bothersome is it when someone just thinks that they could just step into your shoes without putting in the work, right? Like, um, you know, everybody's everybody's situation is different, right? Yeah. So, you know, because I'm starstruck right yeah. now. <laughs> you said what? I'm starstruck right now, for real, By man. Who? You don't like I. I've been following you since uh, we did the pod, on, so you know what nah, I'm saying. You don't so, be starstruck with me. I'm still got a long way to go, but. With search situations like what I've learned is, you know, people get their blessings at different times. Mm. Some people, like you said, some people are able to come in and just boom, it just happens. 
And some people have to work 10, 20 years before they really get that break. Okay. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, you can't compare yourself to when it, when it comes to success, you can't compare yourself to anybody. You really can only compare yourself to yourself. Success is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh-huh. So you have to really focus on what you have to do. Cause when you start focusing on what other people are doing and uh-huh. trying to compete and doing all that other stuff, it's just like, now you're taking away from really what maybe you should be doing or thinking or strategizing or, you know, coming into the game a little bit different. Like when I started photography, I wasn't like, what is this photographer doing? What is this photographer doing? What is I just was like, yo, this is what I want to do. I want to try this. I'm going to do it my way. Now, what I did do is, though, I did study the greats and people that inspired me, you know, because, you know, success is not about reinventing the wheel. It's about looking at what other people have done to become successful. And then you put your spin on it to make it you. And that's what I did. You know, I studied photographers like Jill Greensburg, Derek Blanks, Art Striper, Chad Grant. Chad Grimes, Clay Patrick McBride, and like study their lighting, study their behind the scenes photography, study how they did things. Uh-huh. And I tried to implement those things into, you know, what I personally do. Uh-huh. You want to wait and see what's going on? Let's take a break. And we're, we're on. <laughs> so, I mean, like everybody's journey is different, man. So it's like, you just got to really just think about it in the terms of that you got to put in your own work. You yeah. got to, uh, you know, think about, well, one thing I did think about, you know, being a photographer and coming into the game, I try to think about what other photographers were not doing uh-huh. that I could do to set myself apart. One thing my dad taught me about business is you want to understand what barriers of entry is. You want to understand what a barrier of entry is. So basically just meaning like, you know, what can you do and offer that? somebody else that is in your same profession isn't right so that's when i started uh good news apparel my um my clothing company okay and um because i noticed no other photographers had t-shirts or you know something based off of something for photographers so i created good news apparel because i wanted to have something that could showcase me something i can you know give to my uh you know, have my clients buy or, you know, just something that uh, just another way of giving income as well as, you know, building a positive brand for creatives. And now um, I have a partner. His name is uh, what's good out of California and um, the brand is doing well, but we we're we're focused on creating um, clothing for people that are photographers, writers, you know, producers, directors, you know, people that are in what we do because there's nothing focused really you know, a cl- no clothing line right. focus in doing that for us. So. That's genius, man. That just to just to figure out uh, what's untouched in your niche is just absolute genius. And this was like ten years yeah. ago, of course. Now there's a lot of people that are doing the same thing. Right, now. right, right. Um, like barbers got like barber clothing and right. stuff like that. But I mean, everybody got a brand now. I feel like that's about to turn yeah. into the new thing. Like, <laughs> like people are gonna be like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with that designer. And I got my own brand. Yeah, that- <laughs> like, nah. Girl be like, nah, I can't message. He don't even got his own brand. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna go into that area soon. No, I I, I like that you figured out a, a way to break into the craft, right? And then you obviously have just been doing phenomenal things. Uh, you know, the cameras are going crazy today, so I got an opportunity to see that <laughs> you own the building, you know, and you got some things going on over there, but. The what I really wanted to come up here and talk to you about since we went over there and I see that you have uh open mic mm-hmm. over the uh, this guy's phenomenal guys <laughs> but you got open mic over there 
how what's what's going on with you in comedy, man? Because one, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You just do everything. Like you, you play ball. You're a photographer. You know what I'm saying? You 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 uh. So, with photography, I mean, with comedy, this month actually February is, is now been my one year of doing stand up consistently. Yeah. And um, it's been amazing. I've been doing improv comedy for some years, though. Um, you know, big shout out to 505 Viral, um, the comedy team I work with. I mean, those are my brothers. Love them guys. And um, I just love to make people laugh. And, um, you know, the last, after the pandemic kind of um, kind of hit and we were kind of starting back up, I was just like, well, I want to see what I can do with this comedy thing. I've been doing improv for some while. Let me see what I really want to hit the stage and test myself doing stand up. Right. And, you know, something I was very nervous to do and scared to do. But once you do it and you yeah. get that first laugh and you get bit by that stand up bug, it's like it's it's addicting. And um, I've met so many amazing people um, this past year doing stand up. And I've had a lot of amazing experiences traveling, doing uh-huh. stand up. And um, now at this point, I just can't imagine not doing it. Uh. Um you know, I was in a bad place mentally um, a year ago, and um, comedy helped me get out of that. And um, when I say a bad place, I just I had a situation going on with uh, you know a relationship, and um, you know some things. Everything doesn't work out, you right, know, and, right. and it wasn't working out the way I wanted it to to, to work out. And comedy became my escape. Ugh. And the more I did it, the happier I become, the happier I became, the more confident I started feeling. And it just started feeling like, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So now um, at this point in my, in my life, you know, um, I'm single now and um, I'm doing comedy uh, and photography and my clothing line full time. I'm very happy in what I'm doing. And um, it's just, it's just an amazing thing, man, to see how God works in your life and, and how he positions certain things and and to make things come to life <laughs> you gave me a lot there, <laughs> you know pause but like sorry i'm talking yeah. so much no 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 um i usually get into the the mental health piece in the beginning of the pod <laughs> so i feel like we, i skipped a step man i, I feel like i'm not doing my job yeah, here sorry. but but what i what i'll ask you is uh you seem like a guy who works a lot yeah i do right how has that affected your relationships? Would you would you I don't say have, that? I don't have time for a relationship. Yeah. Um, I'm not really thinking about a relationship right now. Honestly, for me right now, it's just more about uh, building my career, mm. um, building my happiness, you know, keeping my mental health together. Um, and I'm just going with the flow with that. Right yeah. now, there's certain things that I want in my life. That I'm not able to get yet. Yeah. Um. That I want to be able to 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 get. You know what I'm saying. So those are the time. That, those are the goals that I'm working on right now, and I'm just staying focused on that. And whatever God puts in my path in terms of relationship wise, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And you know, I'm more of a go with the flow type person. So I'm just kind of going with the flow right now. Yeah. That's just eye opening, man. Because you know, <laughs> I talked to Dodd about it yesterday. He lost all that weight. And he was talking about, you know, mentally what he was going through. Mm-hmm. And uh, the episode before, my man was talking about being in a dark place. And it's crazy because I just asked these questions and you kind of stumble on to, oh, yeah, I was going through something. But anyway, you just skip right over it. And I, I try to at least talk about that as much as we can because I don't fit. Do you feel like we have a place to go to? And I don't want this to turn into a, a counseling or, no, no, you know. No. A session like that but do you feel like men have a place to go to to talk to people like how did you 
How I mean, did uh, outside of comedy, like who else were you come were I mean, able to honestly, confide in the, about? The stage is kind of that was just my therapy. Ther- that was my therapy. Yeah. Um, I feel like as as black men, we really don't have a lot of people to talk to. I, I, I see therapy is getting very popular nowadays, um, which is good. You know, people going to therapy and really getting the help from professionals. But um, as black men, I think sometimes we are so prideful and it kind of feel like almost an embarrassing thing if you go to therapy or something like that. Or like, I feel like back in the day, it was like a kind of frowned upon thing Uh because it's like, if you'd go to therapy or a counselor, you're weak or or something like that. But now that mental health is starting to become, you know, more of a bigger thing and people are, are are way more cognitive, uh, cognitive that, um, yeah, we, and well, I can say this. I feel like, I'm surrounded. I'm, I've been blessed to be surrounded around a lot of great people, and you know, sometimes I, I'm able to confide in friends and uh-huh. talk to people. Like uh-huh. I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like I just don't have anybody to talk to because I do right. have people I talk to. I do have people I trust, and I do have amazing friends. So um, I've been blessed to have that kind of support system. But just speaking in general, you know, not being able to talk to people or black men not being able to talk. But do to you people, do you feel? Because I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't feel. Like after a while, I feel I, I feel a certain way about coming to my man with the same, you know, we, same problem. It's like, dog, yeah. do something different, it's, bro. But you're not hearing what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So, well, how comfortable do you feel even bringing your problems? Well, I to, think honestly, I think you just kind of like mentioned it right there. Like sometimes I think we can stay in, in a situation too long, mm. and um, like I said, if you're constantly having the same problem. At some point, we start have to start taking responsibility and looking at ourselves. Okay. Because it's like, you know, if you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, that's the definition, definition of insanity. insanity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you, you know, if you want to get some, if you want to do something you never done, you got to do something you never did. So it's like, even though that's hard sometimes, because when you're in a rhythm of doing something right. how you're used to doing it right. and trying to change it, it's hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's way easier said than done. But when you're able to kind of like step, take a step back, and mm-hmm. look at things from an outside eye when you're able to do that. And then you can kind of be like, oh, wow. Now I see what other people were talking about. Yeah. Now I see why I should have did it this way. Now I see what some people, why some people were telling me to do it this way. Um, so sometimes you need that that outside eye for yourself to really, you know, step back for a second and really see it from another perspective. Because when you're in something, you can't see it from all angles. You're right. so blinded to what's going on right. at the time. Because you're in it. You right. can't see your way out. So, you know? so sometimes you, you got to take that step back and really look at it. And like I said, if you're constantly coming to somebody with that same problem, then some, at some point you have to look at yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, Looking in the mirror is hard, though. It is. You know? It is very hard. Like, and like you said, even stepping outside of your situation it it is the comfort but i feel like it's the the nakedness that it is cuz now you're like where am i and you then you start to analyze it and you're even harder on yourself about what you allowed to take place you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like how do you how have you handled that has just that been through comedy or cuz i i know as men we're like man i should have i should have seen that coming or i shouldn't be like this or i shouldn't have these feelings i mean man I've had all those thoughts, bro. But at the end of the day, it's really just about, you know, keeping a positive mindset. I think that's one thing that really helps me out a lot is keeping a positive mindset. Now, am I saying that I'm positive 24-7? Like, I try to be. Right. But, of course, it's, it's life. Negative thoughts are going to creep in. Doubt is going to creep in. But it's when those thoughts hit you, what do you do next? 
Are you going to continue to think those thoughts? Or are you going to replace those thoughts with a positive thought and try to move differently? And that's what I try to do. When I get those negative thoughts or those times where I start um, doubting myself, I think about all the things I've done before that proves that I shouldn't be doubting myself. Uh, uh. I think about, okay, I'm about to get on stage. I'm nervous as hell. Uh, what if the crowd don't receive me? Well, you we just did five shows. Right. Everybody was cracking up. Why would you, you know, I got a photo shoot with the celebrity. I'm so nervous. Or are they going to love my work? Well, you done shot with Kyrie Irving, Rick Ross, Steph London, Jordan Lucas. They all gave you compliments on your work. Why are you worried about yourself? All right. Like, it's just like, it's talk like, to him. Talk it's like, to it's him. like yeah. things like that. You really have to That's have, a crazy pep talk, though. You got to run them names you, back. Rick Ross. <laughs> like, no, that's a crazy pep I mean, talk. That's just, for, that's just me personally, because I, I still get those thoughts. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like. You really have to put things in perspective for yourself sometimes and really realize how great you yeah, are. Because yeah. one thing about, you know, greatness or one thing that people don't realize about their own personal greatness is it really comes from you being mm. you, not being nobody else, not trying to be something that you're not. It's you because yeah. there's only one you. And that's what makes, you know, some people rich because they're able to capitalize off their uniqueness. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And so that's what I think more people need to focus on is just, you know, being themselves. And I think that would make people more happy. I appreciate that vulnerable moment, man. Like you just allowing us in, you know, but comedy went from therapy to the DMV. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. You, like, you be skipping levels. I don't know how you do this. You must got a cheat code somewhere. But you be like, yeah, man. So, you know, I just went through this. And I stepped in. And then I was with Kyrie. And then you went through a thing with a relationship. And then you like, I just stepped in comedy. And now I'm in the DMV. And I don't even tap in with the boy uplifting. Yeah, my boy, yeah I'm so sorry, bro. I meant to hit. I'm, like, so many people would have hit me like, yo, why did you not hit me? I was placing it on Facebook, Instagram, and all that. But I'm next time. I'll come. I yeah, promise man. you, bro. That was an awesome experience, man. Coming to DC, man, and, and performing at the DC Comedy Loft. That is an amazing comedy club. The staff shows so much love. Big shout out to Chris Allen, my big bro, that gave me the opportunity to even come perform there because he smashed those shows. Mm-hmm. And it just um, shout out to my boy Spark. Shout out to my my boy um, Don. I mean, they all killed it, man. And it just was a learn a very dope learning experience. It's like especially with comedy because. You could do comedy in one area, but until you actually get out that area and see how other people perceive it, uh-huh. it's like, you know, can I really do this? Right, right, so right. So going to D.C. and being around people that don't know me at all, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, and being able to make them laugh, it was, it felt so good, man. Because oh, it's man. easy to make people laugh that that know you. Right, right. But it's like, can you get out there and really do that? And right, right. That people you never you met. Good. Right. They looking at you funny like, when you coming on the like stage. You got to prove yourself. Yeah. But with me, though, with the comedy... It's kind of... Is it natural? I, I'll have to work at it, to be okay. totally honest. I I feel like I'm a funny person, uh-huh. um, just being myself. But in terms of the stand-up, stand-up is an art. Okay. Like, there are some people that can get up and just have it. And I feel like I do have the, have it. But in terms of, like, becoming a... I have to work at it. I have to... Uh-huh. I, I write every day. I try to think of jokes. I try to think of stuff from different perspectives. I try to think of stuff from photography because I being a photographer, I feel like that's my uniqueness and my material because not all comedians can talk about it from a talk about stuff from a photographer's perspective. So, um, I work really hard because me personally, I'm not going to do something if I'm not going to be great at it. Right. If I'm going to, if I'm going to do something I really want to do, I'm going to put my, my hundred percent into it and Mm. try to, you know, really, I want to be great at it as fast as I possibly can be great at it. So, um, it's really been 
it's been fun, man. It's, it's really, it's been fun. And to see where my comedy journey is going, you know what I'm saying? Not every night is, is, you know, sunshine. And, but you know, when you get those moments where you're able to shine, it just, it's all worth it. I, I just like it because I see you doing funny skits on social media. You've also done a movie that I haven't even touched on. Yeah. We right. Can talk about that right. Too. You know, yeah. so we're going to get into that next, but you you do funny things like you 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 have a great sense of humor Thank right you. you can make people laugh and the fact that you are just so humble and like i want to make sure that i master the art the craft you know mm-hmm. like you're not coming into it because i asked you that question like what do you think you're like yeah everybody gets there but even the way you're approaching comedy says a lot about the integrity of you you know what i'm saying Thank says you. a lot about how you're a purist in whatever you do. And you really, like you said, I got to be the best at this. I'm not just, I'm not just doing this just to be good. Right. My name already good news. I'm good everywhere, you know? So, (laughs) but look, man, you traveling, what else is next in comedy? And then what other movies are coming from you? Make sure you touch on the, the right. movie prior to the new movies that are coming right. after that. So uh, comedy, next big thing for me is uh, we just did a show last night at the Comedy at the Carlson. Comedy at the Carlson is uh, the top comedy club here in Rochester. Oh, shout out Carlson. They've been showing okay. Uh, okay. and believing in me and showing a lot of love to the community lately. And I appreciate that so much. We did a, a comedy show there. How did that relationship, if, just to cut, cut in there, how did that relationship come about? So um, photography, actually. So the way I, I built my relationship with the Carlson is big shout out to uh, Mark and Polito. He's the owner of the Carlson. And um, I've known Mark since he had his comedy club in Webster. And then, But when he moved to the Carlson uh, area, uh, they featured him in a, ma- a local Rochester magazine. So I had to go photograph him for it. Nice. Uh, went and photographed Mark or whatever. We were already cool. Um, you know, did those. And then from... What I did there, I got a picture of, because the Carlson is actually a microphone that they used to make back in the day or whatever. That's why Ooh. this microphone is on here. So I took a picture of the original one of the original microphones that was there, and then I got it printed out. Like I said, I used to do the prints, right, right. and I gave it to Mark. And there, from there, that's how me and Mark kind of really started our friendship. Okay. Um, when it comes to the comedy aspect of things, because I wasn't doing comedy then. I was just doing straight photography. Um, I started going to the the open mics, all the open mics and the Carlson started to open mic was going to the, the Carlson open mic, religiously learning, trying to show, you know, them what I could do. And, um, you got to network, you got to show people, you know, that you're serious. So I would constantly be going to the Carlson, going there, showing my face, you know, making sure I speak to everybody and, you know, putting it, just putting it in my work. Right, right, right. And, right. um, they started paying attention a little more for free, happy. right? For free. Well, I got right. I got to right, average. Exactly. I got to make sure that you yes. know the listeners, yes, yes. the people watching, so, know that this yeah, is this, free. This, this is this was uh, <laughs> just putting in work because this is for me personally. If it's something that I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying I'm a and if, I used my photography experience and building my photography experience to build my comedy right experience. relationships network Relationship, right. right exactly. So after that, um, they had Rochester's funniest. I entered Rochester Funniest at the Carlson. I uh, became a semifinalist in that um, for my first time. I had only been doing comedy for, that was, I started in February. Rochester's Funniest was in June. Mm. So, um, you know, still pretty new to it. Right. I, I made it as a, a semifinalist, so I was happy about that. Um, still put my name out there. Kept working, kept working, kept working. And, um, yeah, man, just through continue, consistent 
work. Uh-huh. Um, and them seeing me consistently, that's how I was able to, to start getting into the position of doing shows at the Carlson. So now, um, fast forward to today, right. I've done shows with Ian Lara, uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse May, and uh-huh. um, I've been able to, to, now I'm hosting four shows in May, and I hosted a show last night. So now I'm starting to see the fruits of like what I, what I right. planned is starting to bloom. So it, it is Beautiful. just an amazing feeling. And shout out to uh, our comedy team. We got a comedy team called The Basement. Okay, um, shout out to The Basement. To, shout out to The Basement Boys. We call ourselves The Basement because, you know, as new comedians, we're working from the ground, working up. I like that. And, uh, I like you know, that. in the basement, you strategize. You you know, you write down your plans. Like, you think about any movie you see, they in the basement, they working. They got all the screens up yeah, trying to figure yeah. it out, you know. And that's kind of <laughs> how we look at our comedy team. It's like where we're putting in the work. And um, all my members of the basement were on the show last night that I hosted, and they all killed. So it's just a great feeling to see wow. how working together as a team can really push you forward faster yeah. than just being on your own yeah. you know, teamwork yeah. really makes the dream work and i like i said once again i'm just blessed to be around some amazing people and um i'm a big believer in the secret okay so the secret is you know the law of attraction mm-hmm. uh, people have never seen the book or, or read it uh go please go watch or read it it changed my life when i got introduced to it in 2009 but i'm a big believer in the secret so it's like what i believe is you work hard you think positive you visualize your success to put it out to the universe. And by doing those things, you know what I'm saying? Those three things specifically, you know, staying consistent, working hard, staying positive. You're able to attract the right things into your life to make what you want come true, come true. Mm. So it's like by doing those things that I've been doing, now I'm attracting these type of friends and these type of opportunities. And the, and and everything that's coming together is, is, is just coming together to make bigger opportunities. Yeah. That's how... I believe is where that's how I feel like it happened in my photography career. And now I feel like that's what's happening in my comedy career. And, um, it, I'm it, just blessed, man. man no, man, you, you're blessed, but you know, uh, and you know, I don't got my, my mother going to be mad at me because I don't got my scriptures handy, but like God does bless a working man. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And you're constantly working. You're not asking anybody for anything. You're not thinking that you're entitled to it just because uh-huh. you desire it. And I love that you talked about the secret because we talked about the secret on the on the other mm-hmm. podcast, but I didn't want to even push you in that direction. But what was the secret to making this movie, man? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, the secret to making this movie was relationships, man. Um, just big shout out to Rent a Ride and the whole cast of Rent a Ride. Uh, Rent a Ride is basically a movie about two brothers that started rent a car company in the hood through racial adversity. And, mm. um, but we just make it funny, extremely right. funny. And, um, I've been working on this movie for about two years now. The movie was, should have been out already, but I was working with somebody that, um, unfortunately put us behind schedule almost a year. Wow. So, um, so that's why it's not out yet. But right. <laughs> we got a lot of people. We got a, a, I got a, I got a little snippet of it though. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's it good. Is. It's good. But we got a dope team um, in place now. Big shout out to DJ Ease because he's now doing the scoring for the movie. And I'm so excited about that because he's such an amazing DJ. Yeah. And um, I know he's going to bring this movie over the top. Okay. So that's what I'm excited about. And even though it's not out yet, I feel like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Because, you know, now it's, I feel like, you know, now that I have my boy DJ Ease in place, it's going to be even better. So it's like nice. sometimes God puts things and, you know, does certain things to. It's not your time. Right. It's God's you know time. So it's like, yeah. exactly. So it's like, it might not happen the time I want it, but it's happening at the right time. Right. Because now, the crazy thing is now that every a lot of people that I have in the movie, 
all their followings have grown, mm. and, and you know, there's going to be a much larger production, right? Exactly. Nice. So now when. Because um, very soon I'm gonna I'm gonna release a brand new trailer and release some more marketing okay. material. I'm just being quiet about it because I promoted the movie so much in these past two years, being excited. Oh, it's about to come out now! Right. It's about to come out now! Right. I don't want to say anything until I get that final final date now, which is coming very soon. Okay, but um, you're gonna see a huge marketing push um, from Run and Ride very very soon. Um, but now I am working on other projects right now. Um, since I've been inspired by the comedy. Um, and the funny thing is I actually was thinking about this in, 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 um, in depth last night, but I want to come, I want to work on a series, like a show called open mic mm. and I want the show to be about, and it's almost going to be, a a reflection of, I'm of course, I mean, not the whole thing, but the reflection of kind of what, how I've gone through comedy. So that it's not going to cool. be directly about yeah. me, but it's going to be about somebody that's, New to comedy, and they're going to open mics and how their journey goes. Right, you know right, right, right. Don't give so them too much, man. Right. Well, so somebody take it from you. Don't give them too much. <laughs> that, that's my next uh, thing I think I'm going to write. I have more ideas, but that's what I've been inspired to I write like about that. next. I, that just sounds like something I would sit down and watch every week. Like, you can't give them, you can't give them all the so episodes much, yeah. to binge watch, you know what I mean? But you, you actually talked about it. That is my final question that I always ask my guests, and the only reason that um cutting this short because i want to save some for when a movie comes out mm -hmm. for you know when you got other things going on i want to be able to come back I definitely want to be in. on this podcast yeah man, i want to i want to come back and tap in with you man so what is next for you you know what bro next for me um march 4th uh big shout out to joel james we have, he has a big theater show um doing a reunion for some Rochester legends. Shout out Zach Johnson. Shout out Yolanda Smiles. Shout out uh, Gary Funk Fields. Um, just Niche. He's flying her in to be um, the main headliner. Like I said, Joel James. They're doing basically like a legendary Rochester reunion. Goats mm. show. You okay. know what I'm saying? Cause what Yolanda, date is that again? Drop uh, that Mar date? March 4th. It's okay. going to be at Hockstein School of Music. It's probably going to be about 800 to 1,000 people there. His tickets have been it's almost sold out. Um so it's going to be a huge show, but um, I'm opening up okay. for that show. So okay. um, I get to hit the stage, you know, before then, warming the crowd up and stuff. So I'm super excited about that. It's going to be my first theater show, of course. And um, nervous, but yeah. prepared. Yeah. Um, but just to have the opportunity and see something like that go on in Rochester is going to be dope. So big shout out to Joel for even doing this because that's amazing. And, um, you know, Joel James, he's been on Comedy Central and travels the world doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, so just to bring something like this back home is very dope. And it's humbling for me to only be a year in in comedy and he's allowing me to open up. Amazing. Amazing. And you're just absolutely an amazing person. I know I gave you a lot. I fanboyed out a little bit, but I, I gave you a lot of praise, man. I appreciate that, man. And Thank it's you. it's really just because. You know people by their names. You know people by their first and last names, right? You know people for what they do, what their specialty is. You're not just a guy named Good News. You are the good news. You're able Thank to you, spread man. it, man. And I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. If you guys don't follow Good News, be sure to follow Good News because he always has some comedy for you, some good news for you. He's, you know, you put up inf uh, inspirational stuff, and you're just a, such an inspiration to anybody who is just trying to achieve their dreams, man. I want to, I want to thank you 
again for coming on the show. And I got to ask you again, what is the name of that song that we're going to head out with? Rooftop Summer by E. Jones. Let's let's get that going. I want to say a big shout out to you, man. Thank you for having me on here, bro. This was uh, an amazing experience. You had great conversation, great things to 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 talk about, and um, made me feel real comfortable. So yeah. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. And um, I hope to be on when you get this millions of followers. Nah, I hope man, you have me back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got celebrities on and stuff. Nah, I'm man. about to be back on here, man. So I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's all it's all family, man. And everybody watching, keep it up, listen. Positive mind, positive grind. Let's get it. I want to thank you guys for listening. Please be sure to check out the site, keepituplifting.com, to stay in touch with all of us here at the podcast. We would love to hear from you, especially myself, the main host, but we would love to hear from you, any topics you would love to talk about. And we just dropped the discipline shirts and hoodies on the store uh, you can also reach that from keepituplisten.com. The link to that will be in the listen notes as well. Uh, and just want to say we appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast. Thank you so much. And always and always keep it uplifting.